Special edition. Ooh, Ooh, spooktacular. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, As you have surely noticed, there is no new Riverdale episode airing today to talk about. No. Uh, Netflix subscribers received a 10-episode special gift. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. A new series produced by uh, a lot of the same people behind the camera as Riverdale. Mm Mm-hmm. Updating another Archie Comics property in a similar manner, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, it's more specifically a uh, adaptation of the comic series of the same name, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and artist Robert Hack. Yes. I say a loose adaptation because they, they really only take the uh, uh, basic concept that, that this is a Sabrina who is raised in a satanic witch religion who's making a big decision on her 16th birthday yes the the events surrounding that go in very different directions despite having similar characters so i really recommend the book it's fantastic and it won't spoil you you on the show much honestly so (laughs) so let's get into the thing that it is and not all the things that it kind of isn't (laughs) so we're gonna give you a recap yeah. Like we always do. So this episode, we are going to do our regular recap thing. But for episode one, October Country, written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and directed by Lee Toland Krieger. Again, two names that pop up a lot on Riverdale. Yes. The the show opens with not a voice he- voiceover from Jughead. He's not in the show. Because he's not in it. A voiceover from Sabrina. Unless you count the opening title sequence. Yeah, opening title sequence. Yeah, I guess I kind of skipped that because it wasn't in my notes. The opening (laughs) title sequence is amazing. It's like like in superhero movies when they have like the comic images and stuff, but like done correctly and (laughs) cool. Mm -hmm. All of these images are either things that uh, Robert Hack made for the comic series Mm -hmm. or him going back and redrawing images in order to change the faces to... Uh, be likenesses of the actors rather than the faces he designed for the comic. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I look forward to a lot of merchandise that has these (laughs) images on it. I will buy it. Uh, The the one exception is the end where instead you see Dan DiCarlo's original 1962 Sabrina. Because it's like based on. Yeah, the the based on credit. It's so good. And it's not just any uh, Dan DiCarlo Sabrina. It's the very first panel yeah. of the very first Sabrina story. I love it in- so much. Including that the little TV she's watching has Archie and Betty on it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, so but after that, after yeah, you were that, saying. It's, it's Sabrina uh, talking about how Greendale is the place, a place where it always feels like Halloween. Mm-hmm. Giving a little backstory. Yeah. But what you find out is on her 16th birthday, she will have choice to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we we go join her on a date at the movie theater with her, her boyfriend, Harvey, and that, her friends. That's doing this horror fest thing, because it's that time of year. It's... Currently showing... It's a, this weekend. Yeah. The week be- weekend before Halloween. <laughs> that's what it is. Currently showing Night of the Living Dead and 
I, I love that our first look at Sabrina is everybody's reacting in terror at one of the gorier moments. And she's just smiling. She's gleeful. Eating popcorn. She loves those uh, classic Romeo films. Yeah. So uh, then when they leave, her, her friends are like discussing how, whoa, those, those zombies moved like really fast. And she, of course, has to give us a history lesson on zombies and how their mm-hmm. movement of being slow-based is very modern concept. And I love that after she stops, they're kind of like, I just I just thought it was odd. Like, <laughs> it was just odd. I don't understand why we just got a history lesson. But speaking of history, they run into her history teacher. Miss Broadwell. Yeah, played by Michelle Gomez. Missy. Of, of Doctor Who fame, yeah. Yeah. Who's doing an American accent, and it took me a minute to realize that. Yes. Not that it's bad, but because it's really unsuspected, and she didn't have a lot of lines in the first scene. Not in the first, no. A few of her uh, vowels still sound imported, you might say. But she's doing good. It's it's, it's okay. She's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to assume that, like, when we hear other people doing American accents, we automatically hear, like, the problems with it. Yes. It's got to be the same for anyone anywhere else hearing, say, Americans trying it and being like, oh, God. I would hate to be raised in Australia and have to deal with that. Oh, man. (laughs) I always find it interesting when they try to do different regions of American accents. Yeah. Some don't turn out so well for certain people when they can do a different one perfectly fine. I will tell you, I I feel like a lot of the budget of Fargo is spent on dialect coaches. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're all spot on, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, they run into their teacher and Sabrina invites them or invites her to join them at the diner to discuss the movie. She doesn't mention it's a diner at first. We just catch up to that later when we see it. Yes. She mentions it by name, Dr. Cerberus's. Yes. Who names a diner Dr. Cerberus's? Soda counters used to be in, like, pharmacies. Uh-huh. Where they'd give you Coke with cocaine mm-hmm. to make you feel better. So it, like, It'll make you feel something. Typically, the pharmacist would have a name, like a doctor name. And so I'm assuming it, like, has a history of that and then just turned into a diner. Uh, I thought it was some sort of, like, uh, P.T. Barnum sideshow, and they had a three-headed dog in the window. Maybe. Okay. But the the teacher's like, oh, no, I, I can't go. Of course, her friends are like, Why, why'd you invite the teacher? <laughs> That's a weird thing to do, Sabrina. Legally, she's not allowed to hang out with us. She will get fired. <laughs> in 2018, Sabrina, you can invite teachers to do stuff with us. Yes, but it's also 1965 at the same time. <laughs> every car, every costume. The aesthetic is so great. The music choices are so great. I love it. It's it's 2018 society, but but yeah, with mid 60s aesthetics. Yeah, it's great. It does it so much better than Riverdale does with combining <laughs> these types of things. Yeah, like, I think it's because they go full at it. And I think they have a much higher budget. Yeah, there's more Netflix money than there is CW money. That's yeah, that's clear. It, it is one uh, of many things where you can see uh, Riverdale is a proving ground. For something that is developed and improved on with chilling adventures. Yeah. Yeah. The teacher drives away. Or no, she's driving to Bad Moon Horizon. Let's talk so about that. So you know that something bad is going to happen. Nobody's ever heard and sung along, no less, to Bad Moon Rising and had anything good happen to them. No. Creedence Clearwater Revival should be brought up on charges. 
Uh, so then suddenly there's a girl in the middle of the road, which makes the teacher, like, go off into the ditch. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, wait, there's nothing there. But then there's this girl that just kind of pops out of her car, <laughs> who looks like a freaking zombie. Yes. Uh, and is like, help me! Like, yeah, okay. So, you know, of course, what you do is you shove her in the back of your car, and you're like, yep, let me take you home, we'll get you a shower, a nice she's meal. She's a good person. She's caring and kind. Yeah. It's clear why she's Sabrina's favorite teacher. So then, uh, meanwhile, Sabrina and her friends are at the diner, debating uh, the movie. Yeah, Harvey, Roz, and Susie. Susie. Yeah. And Harvey is too much of a simple, simple boy to understand basic film analysis. Harvey is a sweet dear. <laughs> yes. He's so oblivious to the world. He's like Archie, but endearing. Yeah. With the dumbness. <laughs> His internal monologue is elevator music. This boy does not have a lot going on upstairs. You know what's funny? He's he's a Disney kid. Oh, you mean the actor? The actor. Okay. The actor was a Disney star. Compared to his co-star, uh, a Mad Men kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think it's funny that mm-hmm. both shows have a Disney kid. That's true. As their romantic lead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Screw you, Archie. <laughs> After debating the movie there, uh, Harvey is is taking Sabrina home, mm-hmm. and they're goofing out, and then they get a little porch makeout, and then Harvey- the, the Spellman Holmes, like, banisters that lead down from uh-huh. the porch have these carved toads on the end, mm-hmm. and I love those toads. Also, like, 20 jack-o'-lanterns. Well, yeah. Well, it's like more like five. It's their Christmas. But they're like <laughs> exceptionally decorated. Well, what I love is this is a decorated house that is also part morgue. Yeah, it, it is the uh, mortuary funeral home. So like you just decorated your your morgue funeral yeah. home for Halloween. Embalming room in the basement, the whole shebang. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Uh, so they, yeah, they have a little makeout. Then Harvey gives her an early birthday present, which is this necklace, mm-hmm. and uh, tells her he loves her, which he was going to do for her birthday, but they don't get to <laughs> celebrate together. So he's telling her now. And she returns. It's so good. It's very sweet. And then they say goodnight, and she goes in, and she uses her magic to turn on the radio. No, no, no. The phonograph. The phonograph, excuse me. (laughs) And then has a dance party. Yes. As she, like, giddies and freaks out over the lovey romance stuff. It's the most endearing thing. Like, you cannot not fall in love with this character immediately. Yeah. Like, her reaction to the movie, she loves hanging out with her friends. She's nice to her sweet, lonely teacher. She she gets a big smooch from her boyfriend and proceeds to dance around the stairway like no one's watching. Yes. It's incredible. Your heart it's, goes out to her. Yeah, it's very cute. Uh, so, meanwhile, the teacher uh, has made tea for the zombie girl. Mm-hmm. And is like, did someone attack you? I'm dead. <laughs> Or I was dead? Or so she talks about being dead. It happens to a lot of people. It's okay. So then... Everyone eventually. Uh, the teacher starts giving her a history lesson about how in 1692, uh, there were witch hunts in Greendale. Thirteen hung from a tree. No one ever really talks about it here. And the, the, their spirits haunt the woods. 
And they're like, well, how do you know all this? Well, I'm Greendale's unofficial historian. Also history teacher, which is kind of an official historian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then creepy zombie lady starts asking about Sabrina. Is yeah. she one of your students? Yeah, how do you know her? Well, next thing we know, her voice changed, and suddenly there's scissors flying through the air and stabbing Jeez. the teacher in the neck, and blood is going... Yeah, while, while this allegedly dead woman, who's pretty talkative for a dead woman, is is cussing out Sabrina's parents for, for bringing this half-breed into the world. Yes. Um, so much blood. Uh, it's a lot. Squirting blood, blood pooling... In the blood pool, zombie lady says a spell will like finger painting in it. Yeah, yeah, just kind of spreading it around, making a pretty picture. Uh, and she becomes. She stands up, and suddenly she is Michelle Gomez. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, or Meanwhile. next morning, Sabrina wakes up, and she in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, uh, and she has less than a week till her birthday, like five days mm -hmm. till what her calendar says is sweet sixteen dark baptism. <laughs> It's a it's a full day. I think that's two separate entries, right? I I assume like is, oh, it's my birthday, dark baptism. Isn't that the question of the show? Is is it separate or is it all one thing? It's unavoidable, Sabrina. You can't it's fight unavoidable. it. It's fate. So then a bat suddenly flies through <laughs> her glass window, and the poor deer is its wings are all busted up. It's, it's twitching. So. She smashes it yeah. to put it out of its misery. Poor thing. Her room has some really high ceilings. Oh, it is great. It that is, is a nice room. I think it's in the attic. Yeah. It's really cool. It's very angular. It, it's it's good. I love all the windows in this show. <laughs> the there windows are show. There are beautiful so good. windows. Why don't they make windows like that anymore? Because they're clearly haunted. No one would buy them. I want haunted windows. Of course you do. I'm okay having a ghost if it's a pretty window. <laughs> It'd be amazing. It's a price worth paying, I suppose. The next morning, she she's down for breakfast. And we get to meet the family, the whole Spellman household. Her aunts. Hilda and Zelda. Who are completely polar opposite. They're such a wonderful odd couple. It's I amazing. Love I love Zelda's little cigarette holder. Yes. That she constantly has. Cigarette holder. She's gruff. She's like, oh, yes, people are dead. She's uh, severe. She's uptight. She's a, a, I wouldn't say she's a zealot for the the faith, but she is a strict adherent yes. to all of its beliefs and practices and traditions. Our other aunt is... Hilda is much more maternal. Bubbly. Very feelsy. Kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, and then there's the cousin. Cousin Ambrose, who has these, like, warm, soulful eyes. Yeah, he should have been in Twilight. <laughs> Can't you see it? He would have been one yeah. of the, like, Twilight cousins. In in uh, the fourth and a half movie. Breaking Dawn? Yeah, part yeah, two. Part two, yeah. Where, where they assemble the super he friends. He would have, like, been best friends with uh, Rami Malek. I was going to say he would have been cast instead of Rami Malek. I like both Breaking Dawn movies quite a bit. <laughs> They're good. You should watch them. Anyways, so yes, the cousin's there as well. Sabrina wants to bury the bat first off in the backyard in the pet cemetery. Uh, she is also given this muddy smoothie because she needs to she cleanse. She needs to do a juice cleanse for the Dark Lord. It's before her baptism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It sounds really gross, but then so do real non-magical juice cleanses. 
she also needs to pick her familiar, it's which so... is a goblin that's taken the form of an animal. In order and, to like be your be your best bro, yeah, and it it's supposed to like be your protector, your protector, and you're supposed to have like similar personalities and stuff. And your errand runner. <laughs> and so they had like a catalog, and they're like, you should pick one out of here. There's hedgehogs, dogs, cats. She's like, no, no, I am going to go to the woods and summon one. It's the whole farm to table movement these days. Just gonna put. Sabrina's really into that. Put a little uh, Facebook marketplace ad out there. <laughs> All right, Craigslist, send me your worst. We also find out what her, that she has to choose a baptism name. And she's naming herself for her parents. Yes. She's taking her mother's name as her second name and her first name is Edwina rather than Edward for her father. Yes. So she goes to the backyard. She buries the bat. She's all like, you know, bat to the cousin. Some people think bats are bad omens. Mm-hmm. I've also had a two-headed frog in my shoe. <laughs> Things aren't looking great. And he's like, what? You're nervous about signing your name in the Dark Lord's book? Why would you be nervous about that? We never really talked about Ambrose as a character yet because we just talked about vampire business. Yeah. <laughs> but he he's sort of a... He's a mischievous older sibling type. Yes. Or, I mean, older cousin, if you want to be literal. Yeah. But, like, that that's the relationship they have. They're, there's some some of that, like, family friction, but also they're, they're thick as thieves when they need to be. Yeah. And he, he's really good at helping her get into trouble, but keeping her safe. Yes. I love Ambrose. He's great. So we find out that she hasn't told her friends that she will be leaving mm-hmm. because she will need to be leaving after this baptism. She has to, like, abandon mortal ways and mortal people and relationships, and she has to go away to school. The Academy of the Unseen. Unseen Arts. Yes. And so she's very torn up about mm-hmm. this. It, she's deciding her entire future, and that's really heavy on 16-year-olds, even real ones. Yeah. What do you mean I have to pick a school? And decide my career path for the rest of my life. It sucks. Guess what? You probably won't do what you plan <laughs> to do. Surprise. <laughs> uh, so we also find out that her cousin is apparently under house arrest for something for the past 75 years. He looks great for his age, frankly. And so they have a, a good conversation about how he understands what it is to miss things. Yes. Because he can't leave. He's What he, did he do? Whatever it was, he is bound to the property line like a suburban lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to the for- forest to summon her familiar, mm-hmm. and then these three girls, which I'm- totally look like they are, could be like the river vixens at Halloween. When when the trailers first came out, and I thought that this uh, show was going to follow the comic book much more closely, I thought they were the replacements for Betty and Veronica's part in the book. Oh. Now it seems like. Kind of, yes, but mostly their own thing. Just like a lot of things in the show are mostly their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So these three girls are Prudence, Dorcas, and Agatha. Dorcas. 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 That's a very... um, Are you sure that wasn't just you writing something about Harvey in your notes? (laughs) No. Dorcas is a very common Anabaptist name. Wow. Amish and Mennonite. No wonder they don't get out much. 
it kind of makes sense. That's very yes, like yes. the the time frame. I like that they're dressed in the most modern looking clothes. Them and uh, Ambrose actually. Yeah. Ambrose has modern silk screen print tees. Yeah. And their like lace collars and the cut of their dress is like very sexy Halloween costume Wednesday Adams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they are bitches. basically uh they uh go off about how they don't want half breeds at their school Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um that what happened to her parents will happen to her bum 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 uh and then they put a curse on her they do they start chanting in in some magic language i do love sabrina's reaction to this to like what are you doing a curse you're cursing me like (laughs) she's really offended (laughs) This whole scene, though, is when you're getting your biggest, fullest dose of the, I guess what we'll call the magic lens. Yes. They they have a weird, like, have, fish eye Sort of thing. fish eye where center screen is uh, uh, in focus, but the further you get toward the edges, the more out of focus. Uh, zoomed in almost? Zoomed in almost. Yeah, there's... Like double, uh, the like exposure, like yeah. you start getting like double f- blurry images, and mm-hmm. and it's used in almost every scene where someone is doing magic, especially evil magic. Yes, it's like how in the uh, 1966 Batman show, anything in the villain's lair would be at a Dutch angle. It's just how you know you're at the villain's lair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which at the first time it happened, I thought for a second, I was like, wait, did Netflix just glitch? <laughs> <laughs> Did our Chromecast just mess up? Is it buffering? What is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, no, that's meant to look like that. So, yeah, they curse her and they leave. Mm-hmm. And she has to, uh, she starts bleeding through her nose. She gets a little nosebleed after this curse. She has to run off to school and her one friend's like, oh, hey. And she's like, no, I got poison ivy. You gotta go shower. <laughs> and so she's in the, the locker room showering and doing like an anti- curse like an incantation uh, to cleanse herself what was it if truly i am cursed today wash this hex away yeah so then she comes out of the shower and she finds her friend Susie crying into her locker mm-hmm. who in a very subtle moment earlier we saw coming out of the uh uh theater that Susie saw a group of lettermen and was yes. nervous and then like harvey and sabrina ran interference so they didn't mess with her yes yes so Susie is Susie's trans. Yeah. 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 She she's trans, non-binary, and or gender non-conforming. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere on this spectrum. We we may get a fuller definition in episodes two through ten. Yeah. We may not, but who fucking cares? Yeah. It's what Which, she's dealing with. Yes. I love it. <laughs> well, I love that it's like a main character. Yes. First episode. Yes. Like Yes, we need, you know, characters of different mm-hmm. backgrounds and everything out there. And I just love that they go, yes, this is, oh my God, Moki, give me that. But when Sabrina sees Susie, she's not having her best moment. No. In fact, she's in tears. Yes. She's because... just received a severe harassment uh, uh, incident. Yes, she she was uh, basically attacked by four football players who pulled up her shirt. Just to see what was going on in there. What the fuck? Fuck you. Uh, so Sabrina, like, storms into the principal's office. Bring those players in. You need to 
interrogate them about what's going on. The principal uh, puts on this face of, you know, reasonability, like, hey, I'd be happy to to ask them about it and see what I can do if you have their names. Susie's not naming names. Susie ain't no snitch. Susie doesn't want to get beat up. Right. It's like, well, you need to do something. And he's... and so the principal like, refuses to do any investigation on his own. He's not going to ask the whole team. That would be ridiculous. And Sabrina tears into them about how Susie does not feel safe at school, mm-hmm. being terrorized by them. And he's like, well, maybe you should suggest to your friend that they leave and find another school. I'm like, just no. do a spell and rip his body apart right now. <laughs> yeah, basically. <gasps> the, the principal is relaxed in the status quo and that you know the the person complaining is the person with the problem which is victim blaming is what it is yeah. it's fucked up and he's wrong yeah uh then she leaves and she runs into very frustrated yes the history teacher yes with a brand new look <laughs> and uh carriage and uh, uh vocal inflection yes. she's a brand new woman wouldn't yeah. you know yeah so she she ends up going to her office and talking about what's going on. And the teacher's just like uh, talking about how, you know, the school and the town have, was it puritanical masculinity problems? Yes. Yeah. And so this leads, this conversation continues and like how the principal needs to go on a vacation. So that the vice principal, who is much more amenable to these sort of things will be empowered to make these decisions. Will be empowered to help. The The teacher's, like, edging her on, trying to get you to say, like, I wish he'd die, or I wish yeah, this, or yeah. I wish this would happen to him. Um, but Sabrina's like, well, no, I... I just want him to take a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I just want him to, like, you know, stop being a jerk. Just just quit it. Our, our teacher here, uh, I can't remember her name, Miss... Wardwell. Wardwell? Yes. Oh, I, I said it wrong earlier then because I wrote it wrong. Okay. Wardwell, not bo- Boardwell. As in she does spells properly. Wardwell. Oh. Ah. So she lets Sabrina know about how well the principal, you know, is very scared of spiders. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Which is a normal thing to say to a student. Sabrina, this is your favorite teacher. You wanted to hang out with her socially. You don't, you don't notice any of this? None of, none of this? That you, she's, like, kind of weird all of a sudden? You think she just got a new shampoo and she's really feeling it? Like, come on. So she's uh, outside with her two of her friends. Mm-hmm. Not Susie, but Henry and... Harvey. Harvey. And Roz. And Roz. And has a thermos that I really want a close-up of. What is on that thermos? I'm hoping it's, like, Betty and Veronica. Right. I was really thinking it might be, like... 70s uh, cartoon era. That's what I the, want. The Riverdale gang. <sighs> they gotta zoom in on that. We we never got a close-up of this thermos, but I'm really hoping that's what it is. So they uh, discuss how they could need to form a club to tackle the pa- white patriarchy. To which Harvey says, what, what? And then goes back to eating a sandwich. My sweet summer child. <laughs> uh, and we find out Roz... Uh, it's like, well, that will never happen, though, because the principal wouldn't let me start a Daughters of the Black Panther Club. Roz, set your sights a little higher. Start a Black Panther Club. Yeah. 
The Black Panthers had a lot of women in, in their membership yeah. and in their activities. You know what? I don't think the principal probably would have allowed that either, but... It's worth a shot. Go then you negotiate down to Daughters oh, of. There you there go. go. They decide they're going to do this, create a club. Uh, they also talk about Sabrina's Sweet 16, which ha- is happening on Halloween mm-hmm. with a blood moon eclipse. Uh, Which how- is the coolest thing, and they really want to hang out with her on that day, because they're best friends. Come on, let's have a party. No, I got a plan with my aunt. They don't understand why her family's being so severe about this. It's just a super, super secret Spellman tradition. Mm-hmm. So then we find out that there was a crow watching her all along, and it went to Wardwell. Yeah, she has a familiar... In this chat with the crow, we learn her motivation. Mm -hmm. She's there to make sure that Sabrina uh, takes her dark baptism, signs her name in the Book of the Beast. Mm -hmm. And so her plan then comes into focus. It is to present Sabrina with a way to solve her problems with magic. Yes. So then she will realize, yes, I want to continue the rest of my life doing magic. Yeah. Yeah. So over at the Spellman house... Hilda comes running in with very upset. Oh, very yes. upset because a young man has been <laughs> stabbed and he's on his way to the morgue. And uh, Zelda's like, "Well, praise Satan! <laughs> this is great. Uh, we need blood for the baptism, so this will be this is perfect timing. Human blood is the best blood you can find. Yeah. Uh, so they meet with the family." Who, who adopted him, mm-hmm. uh, give him a picture, all that. And unfortunately, they do say they want an open casket. Yeah. Which means uh, that the witches will not be able to eat his flesh. Nope. Nuts. Well, I mean, they could eat his lower flesh. Yeah. They just got to keep that face pretty. Knees down, you're, you're pretty safe. Yeah. Sabrina is walking home with her boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's all like, well, can it just be like, I don't know, can't we have like the two of us together for your birthday? She's like, I can't. It's important. I'm just like, Har- Harvey, like, chill. She I, said no. I really appreciate no no. I really appreciate that as part of her no, she doesn't just say it's important to my aunts. She says it's important to her. Yes. And she does say them in that order. Yeah. But it is true that this is important to her. Yes. It, it's She is internally She's, torn, not yes. externally torn, or not only externally torn. Yeah. Like, she wants to do it, but she doesn't want to also give up her life. Mm-hmm. She, she wants both lives. She doesn't just want to please both sets of people. Yes. And I think that's a very important uh, distinction. And so then she decides to to tell him that she is moving to Connecticut to go to a boarding school. Which is and, the lie that Ambrose uh, uh, suggested. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's where we're going on Friday. They're taking me. It's an amazing opportunity. He does not take it well. And he's like... This is shady. <laughs> I think you're hiding something. If and it's so important to you, why did you not mention it before? And he's all like, tell me the truth. And she's like, well, no, I'll show you. And she takes him to the forest. And she's like, hey, this is the forest that I was born in. I was born here. And on Friday, I'm going to be reborn because it's going to be my dark baptism. And that's, you know, that's like how we went to the, our one friend's bar mitzvah and our other friend's quinceanera. <laughs> I'm going to become a woman. It's normal. I wa- Dark baptism. I wonder if that line just had the bit about, it's like a bat mitzvah, I'm leaving my girlhood behind. And then there was a note that's like, you need another example or this is really anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can't directly compare a bat mitzvah to uh, signing your name in the book of the beast. My super sweet sixteen on MTV. It's like it's that. It's like that. I'm I'm giving up my ability to to be seen in public again after I scream at my mom for buying me the wrong luxury car. Yeah. Oh, that show. <laughs> what did I do for my sixteenth birthday? I don't remember. Mm. Probably nothing. I don't have any memories more than like four years old. We've been married as long as I've I've <laughs> known you. Yeah. 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 You don't remember anything else. Vaguely. Well, I mean, you weren't there for my 16th birthday, so <laughs> don't expect you to know. Anyway, so then she also goes in about how, well, remember how our teacher was talking about those witch trials that no one talks about? Well, that's because the witches didn't want them to know. Uh, so they could, We didn't want people to know. So we could keep living here. Get it, Harvey, my boy. You. I'm a half witch on my father's side, okay? You handsome bag of rocks. And I gotta, you know, renounce my connections to the mortal world. Harvey you're continues say- to not take it well. You're saying all this because I said I love you and you don't want to be with me, right? <laughs> it's it's a likelier story. Uh, <laughs> it seems much more plausible. She suddenly decides she wants to take this back and she says a spell very quickly. She, she does a little men in black neuralizer thing, basically. And the rest of their walk is... Her reminding him what they did on this walk. Yeah, we took a walk, and then we got lost, and then we were talking, and we got lost. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I have a theory. Yeah. Do you think Harvey is this dumb because Sabrina does this a lot, actually, and sometimes Ooh. her spell is a little sloppy? Maybe. So so that's why his brain is just a... a or he's just a normal 16-year-old dude. It could be. It could be. Darling, I love you. Yeah. But you were a bit oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. What was I oblivious of? Because I've forgotten. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) No, you were fine. Okay. Yeah. You never found out that I was a witch. It's fine. So she goes home and she tells her cousin about what happened. Mm Mm-hmm confides in him, gets comfort, and then like, yeah. hey, I need help with a spell tonight at midnight. And he's gets- like, hell yeah, mischief time. Yeah. Sabrina's talking to her aunts, telling her them about the horrible racist uh, sisters mm-hmm. uh, who put a curse on her. And she's like, but don't worry, I washed it off. And they're like, oh, we got to make sure you washed it off because that, mm-mm. they don't trust her magic. So Hilda makes her bust open an egg and it is a... There's just a lot of blood in there. Yeah. It's like, yep, blood curse. <laughs> okay. Couple weeks, you take some salt baths, you do this, you'll be fine. She she questions her aunts about how the weird sisters also said something about her parents and how the accident that took them wasn't actually an accident. Yeah. And they're like, mm. uh, no, your parents were totally flying to Italy to talk to and do a lecture at the Vatican, and that's how they died. Because her father was a, a high priest of uh, the church. Yes. So, yeah, he had a speaking engagement at the Vatican. People knew about this church? That's what I'm a little confused about. I, th- I what, think... Dude, maybe he just called himself a religious professor or something. I think the implication was that the Vatican also houses a powerful coven of, uh, of Satan's dark minions. I and mean, that makes sense. Uh, Twilight, Italy... Your favorite vampire. Not everything is Twilight. 
I love Mr. Giggles and Lumpy and the Sailor Boy very, very much. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's also them. No, but I mean, it makes sense. My- like, Italy's the place to have covens of stuff. Michael Sheen is on another upcoming... What if the Pope is just, like, a warlock? What if? What if that's what we find out in episode eight or something? What if the... We haven't watched the entire show. Someone's gonna stop listening to us because of this. But what if Catholics are just, like, they don't know it, but they're really worshipping Satan? Well, then they haven't read their chick tracts, because that's right in there. Everybody should know that by now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, listener, who just unsubscribed. So Sabrina takes a bath, and she, like, passes out, falls asleep. She has a gorgeous high-backed tub. Oh, they have, like, a beautiful bathroom. It's amazing. And and no fear of fires. (laughs) All the candles. Well, the candles are part of the cleansing. You gotta have the candles. Yeah. So she ends up waking up in in the tub. In the woods, yeah, seeing her parents. Magic lenses. Holding a baby. That's probably her. But they're walking away from her, so she runs after them, well naked. I don't know how you take baths, but... I would hope my vision would give me, like, a bathrobe, because it's cold out there. (laughs) She could see her breath. Like, come on. That's true. That's chilly. Yeah. And so her parents, like, move away, and then we see two babies. There's two babies. And, And one has regular baby legs, and the other one has... Goat legs? So we can take this vision one of two ways. Either it is symbolic and one of the babies is Sabrina's mortal self and one her witch self. Or Sabrina has a goat-legged twin out there. Twins! Cult in the wood twins! And it's a much more literal vision. Who knew that all my theories would also connect to this? I knew. I had faith. (laughs) Yeah. I had faith in our Dark Lord. Yeah. Praise Satan. There's a lot of people just muttering, hail Satan, praise no. Satan. They don't say hail Satan. They always say praise Satan. Oh, I guess hail Satan is when you meet him. Then she's back at home. And uh, Cousin is listening to a great record of I Put a Spell on You, mm-hmm. of course. Not Screaming Jay Hawkins or Bette Midler. No. N- neither. Much more sultry. Yeah. <laughs> God, do the spell. Uh, we're not going to kill him. We just want to scare him. Are you sure you don't want to kill him, Brina? Come on. No. Ambrose is such a deliciously bad influence. Scared of spiders, and we're just going to scare him. He's like, well. And this is when you closed your eyes for five minutes. This is when I stopped watching, and all I wrote was, ew. (laughs) So if you would like to tell us, our our listeners, about this part of the show, you are welcome to, because I sure don't want to. The the spell involves a lot of glass terrariums full of spiders and a picture of the principal torn out of a yearbook. Mm -hmm. They put the picture in one of the terrariums and uh, say a a rhythmic rhyming incantation and spiders crawl over the picture. And then real spiders uh, in the principal's house crawl out of the windows and crawl all over his face and wake him up from a nap in his easy chair, and it's very gross and very creepy, and he's flying all over this place. He trips and falls into a big pile of spiders, and there's spiders that crawl all over the TV set in probably the creepiest shot. Yeah, he eats a few. Uh, And wouldn't you know it, he calls in sick for the next few days at school. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If that would happen to me, I would die. It could have been. I would, I would literally die. It could have been centipedes. I probably would have, like, set myself on fire. Sabrina is very happy with how this turns out. She goes back to her room, uh, which is pretty chilly. Mm-hmm. 
the window's open and there's claw marks. She's like, who's in here? There's this creepy but very nervous and socially awkward looking reaper demon. Yes, who's like peeking around. Peeking around a a dressing screen because it's that kind of bedroom. It's like, I heard you calling (laughs) in the woods. And then suddenly there's a kitty. Yeah. And she asks him his name the next morning. Yeah. So then we find out that its name is Salem and she did not name it. It named itself. Mm -hmm. So her aunts can't be mad about that. (laughs) It is a name in very poor taste for their people. The ants are also very uh, unsure about it being a feral cat. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you have like a trained one? Mm hmm. From the puppy mill that is the uh, the catalog of familiars. Yeah. She got a rescue. So then she she's talking uh, to them about how, well, you know, I'm starting this club at school, women protecting women. Mm-hmm. And I think I need to delay my baptism, which they're like, oh, hell oh, to the no. You can't delay your 16th birthday. It happens whether you're there or not. Then she's like, well, Harvey and I... Took things to the next level. Did he deflower you? The word was defile. Defile? I thought they said deflowered. Mm, No. Dang it! That was better. (laughs) Okay, defiled. But, uh, Which she's like, well, it's none of your business, but I am saving myself for the Dark Lord, thank you. <laughs> Although she questions why she even has to. Yes. Why Why the Dark Lord should care. Which they, you know, say praise Satan about, <laughs> you know, she needs to be uh, virginal mm-hmm. for the baptism. And what I love here is just how many, like... How they are going so intense with this, like, fundamental, mm-hmm. like, religion. Yeah. That just, like... she She's bucking against both the mortal and witch world's patriarchy. Yes. And I love it because they're showing all the things that are in, say, like, fundamental Christianity and all these... Like, it's exactly the same. It's the same crap. Yeah. It's just we're saying Satan here. And and she loves being a witch. Clearly. Yeah. She loves being a witch. She's like, why does it gotta be this way? But why does it have to come with this dogma? Can someone please explain? And Zelda refuses to because she's above it and because she probably can't to Sabrina's satisfaction and she knows it. Yeah. But also, she's above it. She's Zelda. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're, they're very concerned that she doesn't want to join the Church of the Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, this is what her parents wanted for her. And like, if she doesn't... Hilda agrees. They both said many times before their yes. accident, this is what they wanted for her. Uh, and that, you know, her father dated a mortal and almost got excommunicated for it. And she's like, well, why would I want to join a church that will do that to someone I care about? Yeah. But they don't have an answer other than you will do this. Mm-hmm. So we, we do find out that her, her powers will completely go away if she does not get baptized. Yeah. Uh, so her cousin tells her about the this basically apple of knowledge. Yes. She can seek. Uh, she has to find the this orchard with the oldest tree with this apple. And if she bites it, it might tell her things or show her visions of It has to be the future. oldest tree. Because it's the tree that has seen the most. Yes. I love the way magic is presented in this show. Mm-hmm. I love how it, it follows like old wisdoms and and naturalistic things. You know, there, there's a lot of muttering in languages, but 
stuff like uh, the the malum malice. Yeah. And the uh, the chicken egg curse yeah. uh, uh, diagnosis is so good. Mm-hmm. Sabrina still has to go to school. <laughs> so she goes to school uh, with her friend and realizes, aha, the principal has not come in. So we can get the assistant principal to sign off on this club. So she and Roz get that signature. Uh, and they, they are calling it Wicca. Roz's idea. Yes, which stood for... Wicca stands for Women's Intersectional Cultural and Creative Association. Ah. Ah. There we go. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah. But it's a club for women to support women and uh, organize for one another, stand up for one another in in the, the most inclusive sense. Yes. And Susie is very touched by this. And the more of them there are, the, the harder it will be for anyone to get away with any bullshit. Yeah. So then uh, Sabrina gets called into teacher's office, mm-hmm. Missy um, Elliot. Wardwell, who's all like, I feel like there's things bugging you, <laughs> things on your mind. She's like, well, yeah, I'm thinking about changing schools. Like in two days. <laughs> the bell rings. So she's like, well, maybe we can meet later to discuss this and like i can try to help you she's like well no i have to go apple picking Mm -hmm. so she does and it turns out she turned this into a date yeah of course as you do harvey's driving her to the orchard uh where you notice everybody is driving yeah like mid-60s uh cars it's so good (laughs) sabrina spots the oldest tree on the other side of the uh, uh, hay maze. Yes. Yeah. Because nothing can be easy. Uh, and she sees this right after Harvey's like, I gotta go get some pumpkins. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go get some pumpkins. He's gonna make a pumpkin stew for all the trick-or-treaters. Because, you know, you give he, children stew. He lives in Better Homes and Gardens magazine from 1962. <laughs> So she's uh, trying to find her way through the maze, not just through the usual thing of like, well, any turn that takes me closer to where I'm going or keep following the left wall and eventually I'll make it out. No, she's muttering incantations. I am very confused about like the apple trees we see before she enters Mm -hmm. because they have apples, but they're also like flowering. It is a timeless place. They're communicating that in many ways. I'd be very concerned about this apple trees <laughs> producing fruit next year. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But yes, so she's going through the maze, and then she sees a scarecrow that happens to have a crow on it. The crow that is, again, the familiar. Yes. Uh, and she kind of looks at it. And it gets down and sings about how it doesn't have a brain, it can't even scare the crows away. Sure. <laughs> uh, so she continues on her way, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that that scarecrow's it's... coming after her. <laughs> And when you her. know it, it, it does. does. And it's like fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. We're, we have cutaways to Ms. Wardwell marionetting a little doll of the thing. A voodoo doll. It's it's like some weird like alien octopus thing from like a sci-fi movie that's yeah. like throwing itself into all the hay bales and moving so fast you all you're hearing is like... <laughs> and with joints uh, unconstrained by human bones... Yeah. It's very creepy. It's very good. Uh, and so it like grabs her through hay first and then it like goes chasing after her and she's running. And then all of a sudden Salem comes out of yeah. fucking nowhere. It gets sidelined, just like smashed. And you're, 
you're like, oh, whoa. But you, you get a glimpse of, like, Salem in goblin form. Yeah. And then as uh, Sabrina comes around the corner to see what the fuck that was, he's a little, little kitty cat. Meow, meow. And so Salem helps her get to the tree. It's like, oh, what apple will it be? You know what? It's going to be that apple. The one the red apple. The only red apple. <laughs> so she takes it and she takes a bite. And then, After asking, should I be baptized? Yes. And so she takes a bite and then... Sees a horrific vision. Yes. 13 witches hanging from this tree. And then suddenly a goat gargoyle king thing. Fucking Baphomet himself, the Dark Lord, emerges from the trunk uh, and tries to, to eat her. Yeah. Tries to consume her. And so then she spits out the apple and she's suddenly back in Greendale. And then there's Harvey and he's like, hey, babe, what's up? Where'd the cat come from? <laughs> it's a stray. I'm taking him home. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, pumpkins are in a car. You can go. I love how simple he is. And not just simple-minded, but like there's a clarity to him. So, yeah. He always knows what he's doing. He has no secrets. He has He's guileless. He, he loves her and he loves his life. And he's going to go on and do great things in this town selling like life insurance or something. Yeah. And he's going to be comfortable and, and just a nice swell guy for all of time. Yeah. Which is so like seductive. It's so co- he's cozy. He's comfortable. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Spellman house in the morgue, our cousin mm-hmm. uh, is, is doing some morgue stuff. Ambrose got bills to pay. <laughs> Ambrose is looking for uh, the good vein to to mm-hmm. get that blood. But then he comes across this spot on this arm. It's no birthmark. It's a witch mark. Yeah, so he gets the ants and he's like, you gotta see this. And this is like, it's a witch. You know, this witch spot. This could mean, which I think this is really interesting how they made the point that it was an adopted, an adopted kid. kid. Yeah, this um, kid's a witch. How, well, does that mean that there's witch hunters out there? And so the the ants are even more determined to to quell the uh, doubts in Sabrina's mind because a witch without a coven is a vulnerable witch. So she needs to talk to someone as close to the Dark Lord as possible. I should say Wardwell's uh, motivation for trying to scare Sabrina was in order to keep her from getting the apple in case the apple told her, in, in case it said, actually, mortal life is probably more your speed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Salem won't go in the house no. when she gets there. It's sort of like, ooh, something's up. Uh, and she's all like, hey, I'm home. Can we have a family meeting? I think I decided what I want to do about my baptism. But then... They her- have a house guest. Yes. And it is Faustus Blackhood, high priest of the Church of Night, Satan's representative on Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Richard Coyle of coupling fame, among other things. He's done a lot less broad comedy in the years since. He has some nice eyeliner on. And such delicate nails. Yes. He could stab someone with that. He is the picture-perfect warlock in his, what, 40 seconds in this episode? Yeah. 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 He makes an incredible first impression, and that is... And him declaring that he will do uh, whatever... The, the best he can to convince her is the, the cliffhanger of the first episode. Yes. So yeah, the, the dark baptism itself is off for episode two. 
Because so we, we are currently on Wednesday, yes. I believe, in S- Sabrina's life. Uh, so that is beyond the the ken of this episode, this yes. bonus episode of Sex Archie. Yeah. Feeling spooky. So, darling, what'd you think? I really liked it. Yeah. Really liked it. I'm excited to watch more. I just love how they, it really feels like they know what they want to do with this. Yeah. Like, the creators understand their aesthetic Mm-hmm. Their characters, and they just went fully into it mm-hmm. immediately. And it's really fun. <laughs> it's so incredibly fun. Mm-hmm. Aside from the spiders. Does- did not need that. <laughs> really did not need I that. Like how it's it's not, at least not yet, a, a really horror show. No. But the the horror elements, the the spider ritual and the the scarecrow monster are really effective. Yeah, and and even the the spooky zombie voice at the very top, very creepy. Or, or when Salem was in goblin form, yeah, that like like that was terrifying, honestly. But also so like vulnerable, and you want to cuddle him. Yeah, maybe wait until he's a little kitty, but you want to cuddle that yeah. thing. Yeah. There's just, like, such really cool things going on there. I appreciate how every character is immediately, like, magnetic. Mm-hmm. They're all so wonderful. I, I'm looking forward for more Roz. Yeah. I think... Susie. They introduced a lot of people. Roz probably got the shortest stick. But, yeah, the, the human friends in general, other than Harvey... A and the cousin. A little sideline. I want to know so much but, about the cousin. Oh my god. I want an Ambrose spinoff already and it's been one episode. Yeah. Right? Uh, but but even more than that, the uh, dilemma that, that both worlds are so... I, I would want to live both of those lives too. Yeah. And so you can understand Sabrina's uh, dilemma. They're like, her high school life is great and her friends rely on her and need her. And Harvey, oh, sweet, sweet Harvey. And there's not like, so you can, yeah, you can completely understand Mm -hmm. why she has this struggle, even with like, I mean, I like how they're showing like the negatives of both her worlds as well as the positives, because that's what real life is, is there's good Mm -hmm. and bad. How she struggles with like, well, I want to live in both these worlds, even though there's bad things in it. Right. Neither one is better than the other. And it's not even that magic is just so darn useful. It's that she loves doing it. Mm-hmm. That she recognizes it is a part of her. It, it is in her beating heart. Yeah. And to lose that would be losing so much of herself. Yes. Not just to make her aunts happy because they say it's what would make her dead parents happy. Yeah. Which I'm not sure that they actually said that. It's I... what they wanted for her. And if I and if Hilda says it, I believe it. I feel like Hilda's just going along with what Zelda said. Maybe, and maybe. Because there was an odd pause about it and an odd thing where I'm like, I don't really know if that's what they said. I feel like that pause is saying more, yes, that is true, but, and I'm biting my tongue on the butt for right now because I know it's good for me. But your parents also knew that like people were going to be really racist to you because you're considered like a half blood and mm-hmm. all these things. They said it many, many times, but it wasn't the last thing they said before they got on yeah. that plane. Maybe that, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if they were going to the Vatican, this coven there or whatever, to like renounce Ooh. or something? Ooh. 
what if that's it? So that's like the whole thing about how, yeah, they said it many times, but then we actually know what their true wishes were, which was to like leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. One thing I don't think we really mentioned, but I didn't notice, is all of these spooky puns. Oh my gosh, so many puns. There, There's a drinking game to be had if you want one for spooky puns. Yeah. Penny dreadful for your thoughts. Ambrose, why? Why do you talk like this? And Sabrina calling the weird sisters suck you bitches rather I, than suck you bisses. I love it, though, because it's like how Riverdale does like all the like commercial name changes spiffanies and it's it's like that yeah and it's so great (laughs) (laughs) that's what sabrina is like in 2018 yes let's talk about where sabrina came from you got to know your roots yes in this returning segment digest the digest so today we are going to look at sabrina the teenage witch in true to type this is a 1980 comic by dan Rudy Lapic and Bill Yoshida. Dan DiCarlo, again, one of the creators of Sabrina. So in uh, this comic, mm-hmm. we have uh, Sabrina, who is just so excited about her day and what a wonderful day it will be and how she just loves the whole world. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aunt Hilda is very upset by her swearing <laughs> because she is a witch and she needs to act like one and she cannot spread joy and happiness. No, no, no. And if she doesn't watch out, Della, the head witch, is going to catch her and she's going to be in big trouble. (laughs) And she's like, I'm not scared of that. She goes out into the world and she's like, people are so set in their ways. I'm going to spread joy to everyone. So she sees this police officer shivering. She's like, he shouldn't be shivering. Let me give him a sweater. Do some magic. Well, then his boss comes by and is all like, what the hell are you doing? Take that sweater off. That's not your uniform. Nom, 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 nom. What do you want? An easy chair out here? So then it starts raining and she's like, oh, that sweater won't do. Let me give him a raincoat and an umbrella. <laughs> and then the sergeant's coming again. And he's like, oh, shit. Let me jump in these bushes. What route is this sergeant taking that he crosses the same corner twice? I don't know. In quick succession. Is he looking for a parking space? Maybe. So then uh, maybe he's going to the bar that she just walked by. Oh, okay. So then this lady's putting her plant out and is like, maybe the rain will help. You just won't grow. Now grow, darn you. (laughs) Uh, And she's like, oh, she wants the plant to grow. Let me help. And this plant like grows five feet. Mm -hmm. And the lady's like, ah. And then there's another lady coming out of the grocery store and she drops her eggs and, and Sabrina's like, oh, I got this, and, like, makes it so the eggs don't break. They bounce. And so then the lady comes back in and is like, you jerk, these eggs are sold, they're petrified. And she, like, throws them at his face. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, the head witch is watching all this and is like, oh, she has proved herself so well. She has terrified all the people on this block. This is great. da 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 that. The end. The end. Darling, how would you turn this into the chilling adventures of Sabrina? Okay, we, we don't have a great handle on this show yet. It introduces itself well, mm-hmm. but like, again, we've only personally watched the first episode before recording this. Yes. So my interpretation might be a little loose. Mm-hmm. I think the question at the heart of the show and the heart of this comic are the same. How best to be a witch. Yes. How, how to live up to, to this society of which she is part. Yes. We, we start in the morning. Uh, Sabrina is, is 
going about her day, she sets some 1970s prog rock to to start her off right. Mm-hmm. And goes out and uh, knows that uh, Faustus is coming to tea. Mm-hmm. And Faustus is going to have a lot to say to, to her and her family. But she also has a date with Harvey. Okay. And she's trying to make a way to, to like, Harvey's easier to budge than this uh, high priest. Mm-hmm. So she's got to break it to him, find some way to reschedule. But he's being frustrating. Yeah. In order to convince him that it's not safe. She has to cause mayhem to make him like, you're right, it's better that I stay in. Mm-hmm. So she's zapping uh, cars to explode. She's uh, setting off fire alarms places. Yeah. And it's all to keep everybody inside, uh, inside their homes, so that they don't witness whatever dark ritual is about to happen. Yeah. But instead, it starts off a riot. <gasps> Everybody's so afraid that they spill into the streets and they start looting and they start blaming one another, scapegoating people. Uh, Vicious, vicious things happen in the name of fear. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know it, wanton bloodshed is one of the ingredients of Faustus's ritual. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I would adapt this story for Chilling Adventures. Nice. How about you, dear? Uh, I was going to go simple. Simple? Okay. Uh, that either in a, in a future episode after this baptism is figured out thing or... <laughs> after they just figure out that whole thing. Figure it out or like as a last hurrah before she leaves, she's asked to help decorate for the uh, Halloween dance. Okay. Okay. And she, you know, she's really running out of time. So she uses her magic to like put up decorations and like... Uh, manipulate certain things into being decorations because like okay you know like this this apple is going to become hanging party lights or something okay sort of bippity boppity boo style yeah or this this mouse is you know gonna become uh a speaker (laughs) poor mouse could could at least be a dj (laughs) but then Things go wrong. Oh, no. Things go wrong. Maybe it's because, you know, she does all this before her her baptism. And then when the baptism is going on, her magic is going all funky. Oh. That would be good. So then suddenly the the party lights are dropping like apples on everyone's head. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. and the, the speaker comes to life and starts moving and crawling across the floor. And everyone's like, ah! (laughs) Um, and so all her magic becomes like torture devices for everyone at this party in the middle of her baptism (laughs) nice yeah my my first pick for doing a digest the digest was of course uh sabrina's first appearance but it's not really suitable like the story they tell doesn't work because Mm -hmm. it isn't a story Mm -hmm. but i would like to talk about that story it's called presenting sabrina the teenage witch uh, it's from Archie's Madhouse number 22 in 1962. And it is Sabrina speaking directly to uh, uh, the reader, breaking the fourth wall about her abilities and her life and her familiar. And I would love to see some of these scenes played out in the show in Netflix prestige TV budget format. Yeah. I would love to see a scene where uh, she's nearly outed as a witch because some boys tried to throw her in the water on the beach, but witches can't sink. So she just lays on it 
as if it's as solid as the sand. Yes. I would like to see her uh, uh, hexing uh, basketball players on the school team to either score or not score baskets based on her own fickle whims. Yeah. Uh, I also do like how the end of this story, that's not really a story. You'll never catch me falling in love. That would mean I would uh, lose my powers and become human. And that would be bad, I think. Bum, bum, bum. Questions. Uh, I think that's a great way to set up basically the, the last concept of the character of Sabrina. Yeah. That even she doesn't know what her story is in this story where she's telling you her story. Yeah. She's still figuring <laughs> she's it still out. Fi- she's, she's a teenager. There you go. Here, here's a fun fact I'd like them to integrate. There are other ways you can spot a witch. We can't cry. Is it because they'd float on their own tears? Oh, they they just so go topsy turvy, and then all of a sudden you just be like, "Whoop!" <laughs> what do you think of Della the Head Witch? Uh, well, I know in like Bewitched, what they styled a character after. Yeah. <laughs> um, very interesting. It's very mm-hmm. uh, high fashion, vaudevoom. Yeah, yeah. She has what you might call bazongas. Bazong, yeah. 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 Um, Yabos. <laughs> that's that's a different witch thing. It's appropriate for today though. Yeah, I guess. They did they did play that song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I also like the Salem is such a tiny kitty cat it's in a this story. Kitten, and with a little white face and white little boots on its paws. Yeah. It's very cute. I like that um, one thing in the Sabrina comics, if I remember correctly, Salem has his own like Yes. Strips where like Salem speaks to the audience about stuff going on, Mm -hmm. which I love. And if I remember correctly, Salem actually speaking was invented by the 90s sitcom. Yes. That then got added into the comics afterward. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Much like Hot Dog was an invention of the cartoon series. Mm -hmm. And then became a part of it. Mm -hmm. And if you're curious, Salem does talk in the Chilling Adventures comic, but... I don't believe he will in the Chilling Adventures show. I think he'll only talk when he's in goblin form. Yeah. But it seems like she can communicate with him. She gets it. They're bonded. Yeah. They're familiars. They're buddies. Yeah. But I think the only time we will hear the words is when in goblin form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, we did. Because <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw you in the woods. I don't remember what voice it was. I just remember it was a very distinct voice, but I... Can't remember it, so I'm just doing like, oh, in the woods. I I think that's all the content we have. Yeah. We've decided that when we're talking Sabrina, we d- won't do predictions because... It's all out there. It's it's the Netflix model. It's all out. You can just read it. You and can if watch you, it. Yeah, you, you can just watch it if you have a Netflix subscription or know someone yeah. who does. Um, but we do highly suggest you check out the show. It's we really- plan to watch the rest of it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. We may or may not do more recaps as special things. I don't think we've made a final decision on that. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's it's not. This isn't going to be its own show all of a sudden. It's no. maybe a between things. But it felt really appropriate for Halloween. Yes. Uh, th- th- for our regular Wednesday upload, there's really nothing else we could have done. Yeah. Judging by episode one, it's not as off the wall. What the fuck? How do you even come up with this, and then still think it's a good idea to the point (laughs) that you've turned the cameras on as Riverdale is. Yeah. It's a very different energy. Well, part of that's also, I think, because it is like a fantasy 
you're dealing with fantasy type stuff. Yes. So the bizarre things completely fit into what the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so far at least a much narrower set of influences. Yeah. Like we're we're really indebted to seventies cults and occult horror. Mm-hmm. Like Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist are all over this. Yeah. Instead of also being uh, the the grab bag that is Riverdale. Yes. We have prison fights and the satanic panic and whatever the hell Veronica's doing at any given time. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I never know what she's doing. Speaking of announcements, I'm still planning to get something up for Wednesday the 7th, even though, a reminder, it will not be our regular episode. That's going to be uh, a day or two or three delayed. But there will be something waiting for you, uh, I promise. Uh, you can also give us a rating and review on your podcast listener of choice. Let's make Apple know we exist. Yeah. That can be a wonderful Halloween treat to us. Yeah. You can also tell a friend. And that would be a trick on them. <laughs> Got any trick-or-treaters? Just start telling mom and dad about our show. Don't tell the kids because are not children friendly. Yeah. And then they'll be like, why are you touching my child's head? Don't do that. Oh, I just wanted to tell you about this podcast I listened to. I'm We're just here for Snickers bars. Please. No, stop. Ooh, instead of handing out candy, you could hand out, like, sex Archie, like, tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like little, like the Christian things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That tell you how all Catholics are devil worshippers, whether they know it or not. Yeah. They also say a lot of the same things that Riverdale's saying about D&D, so... And you can also follow us on social media. Uh, so with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant, and from us here at Sex Archie. Sweet 16, Dark Baptism. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my yeah. candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, won't you please? Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me, and you got me, and you got me. And you got me.